baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 971 FM Talk on demand audio. Tony Bennett that we're playing today, huh? The late Tony Bennett. What a great guy. Hey, it's Mike Elam sitting in for Mark Reardon today. Mark is out until next week. Is he in next week or is he out yeah, next week? He'll be back on Tuesday. He'll be back on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. So I'm doing Addy show on Tuesday. I'll get to see him on Tuesday. Yeah. So thanks for hanging out today. I hope your Christmas plans are going to be great ones. Hope the holidays are going to be good to you and you're getting all your Christmas shopping done and things like that. Not sure if you're going to be stopping by a uh, dispensary for the holidays, but uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in just a little bit. I don't know where you get your news. Obviously, you listen to 97.1. You're an informed person, more than the average person, for sure, because you're listening to talk radio. And I like to read the business journal. I, I just find that they cover stories that a lot of other people just don't touch. And you get to find out some different things that you don't normally find out. So I was uh, reading a story this past week that Uh, Connor Hart wrote for the Business Journal, and it's talking about the pot forecast. And I thought it was really interesting, and I wanted to find out a little bit more uh, about that. So I invited Connor to come join us today. So, Connor Hart, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you. uh, Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm very good, man. I appreciate you taking the time and and joining us today. Um, How long have you been writing for the Business Journal, by the way? Uh, well, first off, just want to actually say thank you for uh, for reading the story for keeping keeping my job uh, necessary here. Um, yeah, no, I, I've been uh, been working at the Business Journal for uh, just over a year now. I started last September. Fantastic. Well, I like I said, um, I like the Business Journal. I like to read it. I think you've got a lot of great articles, and you guys cover stories that other people don't. And you wrote a story called "The Pot Forecast" and kind of looking at the second year of legal marijuana in the state of Missouri. What put this on your radar? What made you say, hey, that's a story that we should go cover? Yeah, no. So uh, when I moved out to uh, Missouri last year, it was right ahead of the election in November uh, when the state was going to be voting on adult use marijuana. Um, And so kind of just started my my editor kind of put me on the beat to uh, familiarize myself with the cannabis scene. Um, I've done a couple of stories over the last year, just kind of looking at the industry as it, as it's burgeoned, as this new market has opened up. Um, and so, yeah, just kind of at the, at the year end was kind of looking forward to, uh, what, what might we see next year? Um, yeah, that, that, that was, that was kind of the, the inspiration behind it. It's been a, been a wild ride trying to, trying to cover the cannabis industry. <laughs> did you know a lot about the industry before you did it, or was this a new industry for you to cover? Uh, brand new. Yeah. Had, had no experience covering the industry, had never lived in a state where, where there was an industry to cover. Um, and so, yeah, I've just been, have just been trying to, trying to figure out as much as I can over the last year or so. <laughs> <laughs> baptism by fire is kind of how that works out sometimes. That's, that's how I did oh, talk radio. Sure. <laughs> it's just baptism by fire. We work out that way. Well, it seems like the first year of adult use, is that, is that how we're phrasing this recreational marijuana adult use? Uh, marijuana is that what they're calling it 
Yep, adult use or recreational marijuana. Okay, so $830 million seems to be through October, uh, if if I remember correctly, is what Missouri's done so far. And that seems to be a bonus crop, uh, literally, that, that we've done this year. Did, do you know, did they expect to hit those kind of numbers, or is that exceeding where they thought they were going to be? Um, I think that Missouri was poised to have a have a successful market. Having uh, a medical program before they went recreational definitely like did some of the legwork in terms of of opening uh, consumers' eyes to to cannabis. Um, but no, I think that there was definitely some higher than expected demand. Um, but, uh, Missouri has definitely benefited from uh, a lot of the states surrounding us don't have uh, cannabis programs uh, at all, medical or recreational, and so uh, we've seen a lot of like. Tourism coming, uh, Canada tourism, so, so to say, uh, coming in from Kansas where there's no market. Um, and then on our side of the state here in St. Louis, um, Illinois has much higher taxes. And so we've benefited from from having some people from Illinois come across the river to get their cannabis here. Um, yeah, I think we've definitely I think that we were expecting a, a solid showing, but I think that we surpassed some expectations for sure. <laughs> so when you look at I mean, we've had a, a really great year. I think your story said we did better than Connecticut, Maryland and New York because uh, this is their first year to do it as well. So bypassing New York in pot sales, I would say is pretty amazing because I was just in New York for the first time in my life in October. And I think that weed is the official fragrance of New York City because everywhere I went, <laughs> it just, it smelled like everybody was firing one up on the corner. That was just the the smell everywhere we were. Uh, I haven't, it, it doesn't seem to be that prevalent in the state of Missouri yet, but for our sales to go that well means we we must have been doing something right, at least from the marketing standpoint of getting the sales out there. But we look forward to 2024. Where do you see the future of this going? What are they expecting for next year? Um, I think I've, I've talked to a lot of people within the industry, and it seems like the, the main thing going forward into this new year is just kind of like stabilization. Um, I think in the early days of the new market, uh, there was, yeah, like we had said, uh, a lot of higher than expected demand, um, some supply shortages, which kind of complicated the pricing um, and whatnot. Um, and so I think looking ahead into this next year, people are just kind of expecting a, a more stable market. Um, a lot of the, the companies here in, in Missouri uh, that grow weed um, have, have built out their, their facilities um, so that they're capable of, of growing more. Um, there's going to be more, more plant on the market. Um, more availability, probably some lower prices as a result of that. Um, and yeah, just, uh, just I, I feel like we've gotten over some of the some of the, the the roughness that comes when a when a new market launches. And so hopefully, just just some more stable uh, stable seas up ahead. <laughs> I didn't realize until your story the difference in tax laws for uh, cannabis distributorships compared to just mm-hmm. regular retail distributorships. It's it's very different, isn't it? The, ca- the tax structure is different. Yes, tax structure is different. Um, there's a, 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 a part of the International Revenue Code. Uh, it's called Section 280E. It prohibits businesses from deducting otherwise established business expenses, um, things like uh, payroll, rent, utilities, from gross income that's associated with the, uh, the so-called trafficking of scheduled one, schedule one or two substances. Um, so cannabis under, under federal law is actually classified as a schedule one substance. These are drugs with a high risk of abuse. Um, other examples are, are heroin, LSD. Um, and so be, because of that, uh, 
cannabis companies pay their federal income tax just on their gross income, whereas uh, a, a non-cannabis business would uh, subtract their business expenses from their, their gross income to calculate taxable income and then pay taxes on that. Um, and so, yeah, no, basically cannabis companies end up paying an effective tax rate of somewhere in the, the 70% range, uh, whereas other businesses are, are at 21%. So it's a, it's a much, much different tax structure for sure. <laughs> so the the prevailing wage that, or the prevailing knowledge that people would say, they think that when you have a, a dispensary, you're just printing money. If you're paying a 70% tax rate, you're not just printing money. But it, it sounds like they're looking at changing cannabis from a Schedule 1 to a Schedule 3. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yes, um, there's been some talks. Um, I think it was first reported back over the summer. Um, some of the U.S. health officials had called for cannabis to reclassify as a Schedule Three drug. Um, the Schedule Three drugs, I believe, ketamine is an example. Um, they're they're less dangerous, seen to be less dangerous, can be obtained legally with a prescription. Um, so yeah, they, there's been talk of rescheduling it to Schedule Three, and then uh, this fall, additionally, uh, President Joe Biden. Uh, released a statement called on the U.S. Attorney General and the Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services um, to begin the process of of reviewing cannabis scheduling under uh, federal law. Um, The rescheduling is not the same thing uh, of, like, legalizing, um, but they would definitely, uh, if if it could happen, um, would really alleviate a lot of that tax burden that's placed on uh, these cannabis companies, for sure. Do you know what the difference in tax rate would be? Um. Actually, not off the top of my head. I don't want to speak on anything and, and, and be wrong. <laughs> no, it's okay. But 70%, I mean, if you're running a business and you're paying 70% tax rate, uh, it, it, it's going to be hard to make a profit. It's when you can't write that much stuff off that most everybody would write off, That that's going to be a challenge. Well, Connor, I, I wanted to say thank you very much for looking into that because uh, I always like learning something new that I didn't know before. And uh, this is something, to be quite honest with you, I just don't know that much about the pot industry. I haven't looked that much at it, and I don't know how it works. So I appreciated the story that you wrote and the education. Appreciate all the, the stuff that you guys do at the Business Journal uh, and um, just covering different stories. So appreciate that. And thanks for taking the time to join us on the radio today. I hope you have a great holiday. Oh, no. Th- I appreciate you taking the time to read the Business Journal, and thank you so much for having me. I hope you have a great holiday as well. That is Connor Hart. He writes for the St. Louis Business Journal. So good place to check out. Uh, You know, Sue is not here, so we're not going to have Sue's news at the top of the hour on the other side. But we are going to have Fred in. So we're going to have Fred's news, which is always fun. That's coming up on the other side on St. Louis's Home for Conservative Talk. I'm Mike Elam in for Mark Reardon today at 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.